0: hello and welcome to the first and football show i am your host tobias brown and folks we are back with another 2023 nfl draft prospect interview and we're going back to the naia ranks you guys weren't as familiar with that level of football but guys there are some serious dogs there we recently had morningside qb joe dollin check on This time we're going to Arizona Christian University, and I'm joined today by kind of of jack-of-all-trades. We could call him a linebacker. We could call him a DN. I'm just going to call him a defensive weapon. I'm joined today by Jalen Mitchell. Jalen, how are we doing today, man? Doing good. I'm doing good. How about yourself? I am doing well, man. Super pumped to have you on. Like I said, we're going to get into that versatility later on in the episode, but I want to go all the way back to the childhood years. Tell me a little bit about where you grew up at, man.
1: So I'm from the Bay Area, which is in California, Northern California. Um, I moved all around, so I just tell everyone I'm just from the Bay. I was born in Vallejo. I just was, I moved to Fairfield in like middle school. Then I moved to Concord and at the end of middle school through high school, moved to Pittsburgh, Antioch, all over the place. So I was like, I'm just from the Bay. I was like, I'm all over. <laughs> Tell me what what what's Bay Area football
0: like? I mean, I, I've heard of California football, but I don't hear too much about Bay Area football. So tell me a little bit about
1: that. It's it, it's like it, it it varies. It's like we got some really good teams out there. We got really good talent. Um, like the real recent name, everybody knows Najee Harris, went to Antioch. Um, another big school out there, Dale Sally had the movie. Um, but I went to Clayton Valley High School. Um, that's in Concord, California. It was uh when I was there, we were in the open division. We played against Dallas when and lost right to in playoffs, but I was like that from our senior year. But um we uh I don't know what they what's going on right now with them, but it's <laughs> not to follow-up. But um yeah, no, we uh we always have some good athletes coming out of the bay. It's just I guess it's not as talked about. Like, you know, we got guys like Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, all kinds of people. You know, tell me a little bit, you know,
0: obviously when you grow up in California, there's football everywhere. You have the Chargers. I mean, the Rams moved back to L.A. You got the Raiders for a while. Being in the Bay, you got the 49ers. Did you always love the game of football,
1: or when did you really start following it and really fall in love with it? That's that's actually a really funny question because I – my first love for sport was baseball, and I I thought I was really good at it. Um, But, you know, when you're a kid and you play baseball, there's not a lot of conditioning in it. So I started to get a little bigger, and I was like, okay, I want to try something else because I don't like the way I'm looking. And so I tried out basketball, wasn't really good at it, then tried out football. And I was like, okay, this is different. And I hated football when I first played it. I was like – so my coach, um, his name is David Sheldon. He coaches at Arizona Christian right now, actually. Um, he coached me at Pop Warner for the Solano Mustangs, and he made me quit football, and I hated it. And I couldn't stand his guts. And so it's it's funny when people ask me that story but because I really – did not like it, and then it just you know I, I I quit for about a year and a half or about a year. Um, tried it again for a different organization when I moved, and then from there it just was kind of like okay I'm, so I'm getting better and better. Freshman year I was terrible, <laughs> and then I kind of made a switch, and then it just started going up from there. So did you play baseball throughout high school, or did you eventually? I stopped, that- I stopped playing baseball, and um, when I was about eleven, probably because. I got hit in an area where no guy wants to get hit at. And I was like, I'm done with baseball. I'm not doing it anymore.
0: <laughs> so you decided to play the sport where you're doing the hitting. I like that. I like that choice. <laughs> so, so walk me through a little bit, you know, coming out of high school, you you took a little bit of a different path, the path, maybe, you know, folks are starting to understand more, but maybe don't get it as well. And that is going through that grind of California junior college. So, Take me through why you chose to go JUCO, and tell me a little bit about what that experience was like.
1: Okay, so the kind of build up for why I went to go JUCO was, um, so in in high school I was playing offensive line all the way up until my senior year, which don't look like we had, we were in a winged we were in a wingsy offense, so it was just smack everybody right. So they were I was smaller, but I was I can move, so they're like, okay, we're gonna put you at guard and put you at tackle. And the senior year I wanted to switch to tight end because I'm like I'm not gonna get recruited. They made me a pulling tight end where I just hand down the dirt, just whatever. Um, I also play rugby. So what's it called? That coach in um Santa Barbara was again that same coach that coach Pop Warner, coached me in Arizona. So he went to he went to Santa Barbara City College where I went. He called me up and said, You want to come out here? We're gonna have you talk to the uh, to the linebacker coach. I'm gonna switch, I'm gonna try to get you to switch to linebacker. And I was like, I never played defense before, but I'm like, okay, we'll try it. And so um I met the linebacker coach and he was like, I see you pulling it tight end. Going and smacking the, the mess out of people, <laughs> he's like, I want to put you at linebacker. I said, Oh, I play rugby too. He said, Oh, yeah, you're playing linebacker for me for sure. And um, from there, it was kind of just a whole different switch where right? I did. I just switched from playing offense my entire life, um, while also switching from high school to college football. So it was just like, What's going on right now? But I started off like third string, came up and earned the starting spot by like midway through the year but it was all brand new for me. So it was different, but it, it was fun. I love the experience, but like we talked about earlier, it's, it's tough. It's like you, that California juco life is no joke.
0: So tell me, do you have a story where you were like, this is the epitome of California juco? Obviously we've heard the crazy ones from last chance you, but like, do you have your own California juco story? I got
1: just like, a little two. I got like two good ones. Um, one was I have a friend, um, Who's right now playing in uh in in Europe in the ELF, um, his his room was uh or his his apartment because we had a, we, there was no dorms in California, so you got to get an apartment. So we were all living in these apartments, and in this apartment, I'm sharing a two-bedroom apartment, one bathroom with three other guys, and we're each paying $625. Ridiculous. So my teammate who lives a couple doors down from me, he has his place, and there's about Twelve guys in that in a two bedroom one bathroom. People sleep on the couch. People share in the rooms. People, everything. And apparently, no one really lived in there except two people. Those people, two people, weren't even there. <laughs> so it's 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 crazy because you're just like, people do anything to be able to 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 live to eat. And the the story attached to that is my personal story. I used to have to walk around with um, cans of green beans and eat that because I didn't have lunch because I couldn't. I could, I had a football practice at class didn't have time to get a job or didn't have time to get a job to work enough. And what's called, I couldn't ask for money back home. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to the little food pantry we have, pick up some canned canned goods and just eat out with a with a fork and then, or like eat a can of peanut butter with a spoon. And it's, it was ridiculous. But like I said, you can watch The Last Chance You when they do it um, at Laney. it's just like some of the stories I've I've heard about it, I've seen it is they're true, but it's, there's a lot more to it. And I'm grateful I didn't have to go through all of that, but it was, it was still rough for sure.
0: Did you ever have a moment where you were like, man, do I really want to do this? Like, could I, do I really want to keep playing football?
1: When I tell you Juco shows you if you love the game or not, especially in California, because if you can push through those years of having to work, uh, get up at whatever early in the morning, stay out, whatever late to make sure you can have a meal, plus get a workout in and, Go to practice and class. If you can do that for a year or two at Juco, you love the game of football. And that shows it. Plus, it's good because you get to see experience. You get to see people from D1, D2, D3, NAIA, people who shouldn't be playing football, all kinds of things. Like, honestly, it's, it's, it's such a great experience. And it really is a humbling experience, too. Because it's just like, okay, if I did it at this level, I can't wait to get to the next one. I'm going to put it all so I don't got to go back to do this again or anything this bad. So
0: walk me through, you know, you're at JUCO. You decide, hey, I'm, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to try and play, you know, in a four-year. So take me through your recruiting process and how you wound up at Arizona Christian.
1: So I um, – my first year at linebacker, I was doing really good, especially for person that didn't know what they were doing. Um, I didn't get any, like, all-conference or all, anything like that, but I was in the starting spot, so it was big for me, and I was having a really good season, and I got to film. Um, I had the coach from Mississippi – Mississippi Valley State, um, talking to my coach every single day about me, talking about we're going to give him scholarships, starting linebacker, yada yada yada, all good. I was like, okay, cool, we're going D one. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. In the summer, I my uh my guidance counselor was telling me I need to take classes, and I did them online. I'm not an online student. I suck at doing online classes, and I completely forgot about the classes and failed all three of them, and it brought me down to 1.9, and I was ineligible to play in my uh my sophomore year. And then so I had to sit out. And I tried to convince Mississippi State that I had family issues. That's why I'm sitting out, not because I'm an eligible from grades. For a while, they believed me. Then they called the head coach. And I'm like, what's up with these grades? I was just like, I don't got it no more. So I thought I was done with football. I thought I was done with school. I'm like, I'm going to drop out, go work. And I was like in tears, like just like I'm done with football. Like I I messed up. And so I'm like, I lost a D1 scholarship. I can't play this season. What do I do? And so that same coach that got me out to Santa Barbara was like, I got someone that went here to go to Santa Barbara or to uh, Arizona Christian. They'll take you with a one nine if you go in the spring so you can do your, um, you'll be on academic probation, but you can get your grades up enough to a 2.2, 2.0, 2.3, remember what it was. And you'd be able to play perfectly fine next season. I was like, bet. I don't care. I don't need to take a visit. Let's just go. I don't I didn't know what NAI was. I just said, they'll take me. I'm there. And man when i tell you i did not expect what i what i got so so let, let me get this
0: straight this is the same coach that made you quit football as a little kid nope. so i'm
1: guessing we no longer hate this coach mean me, i see him like an uncle he was the most he was one of the biggest father figures in my like in my entire childhood him and my grandpa were the two biggest influences on me ever so so you said you were surprised by what you
0: encountered when you set foot on campus you know you told us you didn't take a visit. You just said, let's roll. So tell me, you walk on campus for the first time and you get going. What, what did you see that just shocked you?
1: Actually, I take that back. I did take a little visit. It wasn't a like official visit, but it was like a little trip to go see the school. And I almost completely forgot about that. But so they show so we had an old campus. It was a lot smaller and no field, no nothing. Just only had a basketball court and a baseball field, but no football field, nor anything. They had one big dorms in the and the gym was in the basement of the dorms. And they act that's also where our locker room was. And they accidentally showed me that place. So like, oh, I'm not supposed to show you this, but this is our OCAM's removing really next year. So and we're gonna have a field and everything. I was like, okay. And I was like, this is, this is not this is worse than Juco. Like, what are, what are you talking about? And I was like, you know, Jalen, you're here for a reason. God got a plan for you. Just 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 let it happen. So I was like, I'm gonna I'm just gonna trust it. I'm going sign, I signed. I got back, we went to the new campus and I was like, okay, this is better. We're going to build this here, build this here. You're going to get this, this, this. And I was like, I was like, okay, this is a cool vision. And it took about a year and a half for us to get anything. And I was just like, okay, so y'all lied to me, but not fully. I was like, "You so had to wait a little bit longer, but it's just, there, there's certain, like, I, I joke about this all the time with teammates that also went to Juco and, um, like, I have a guy on my team named Jordan Francis. He also went to Santa Barbara City College, and he went to my high school. So me and him were like this. And we're like, man, we missed those loops. Like, you know what I mean? The loops you go over. We don't get that Arizona Christian. You to do your own laundry. So it's like little stuff like that. I'm like, man, this feels worse than Juco sometimes. But <laughs> but it, it was it, it was a good experience for sure. It just, I, I, for, I, when I first looked at it, I was just like, I messed up. I messed up. I shouldn't be here. I messed up.
0: You know, and folks who maybe aren't as familiar with your guys' program, you're not very old. I mean, it's it's not a very old program. So what was it like being at a school that football was almost as new as you were to the
1: school? Yeah. No, I think right now they're on year 10, I think. But um, it, it was weird. We played at a high school. We played our games at, at high school down the street. And I was just like, I never thought I'd be on the high school field again in my life. But – I guess I got to, like, because if you go, if you look up Santa Barbara City College, our field is, like, they have a really big stands. Our field is here, when it's right on the water. It looks amazing, and I went from that took playing at the high school, and I was just like, oh, Carl, we're gonna do this. we just got to take these punches real quick, and it's gonna pay off. We're good, but it, when you come into a new program, and they're, like, they have a lot of visions, but, like, nothing really, like, physically show you. It's hard. You got to have faith in it, and it's, like, you have to have faith that it's gonna happen, and get you right you're taking the right steps but it's like if you if you don't have that trust in what you're doing you don't bet on yourself it's not the way to go
0: you know and folks may hear all of this about Arizona Christian you know the old facilities a new program and go oh gosh this must be a terrible school (laughs) you guys play in one of if not the toughest NAIA conferences in the country the Sooner Athletic teams like Texas Wesleyan, Ottawa of Arizona I mean very very good schools And you guys are extremely competitive, 8-2 and last year, 8-3 and this year. So talk about, you know, obviously when you set foot on campus, you're like, what did I get myself into? But when you get on the field and you start practicing and going up against some of these guys, did you have a moment like, oh, crap, the facilities might not be great, but this is big-time football?
1: So it's funny. When I got there, I was so cocky and big-headed that I thought I was the best dude on that campus. And I got lazy. And I gained, like, 20 pounds and because I was just eating, not working out. I was like, I'm better than everybody here. I don't got to do anything. I should be playing D1 football. And I disrespected the NAIA so bad, and I regret that <laughs> big time because there are some dogs in the NAIA for sure. And I it's just you're not going to see as many as you would if you go to, like, a D1, a D2, a DE. Now, even sometimes D3, depends on where you are. Because in my opinion, I think NAIA and D2 football are on, on par. No problem. Um, But, like, when you see guys that, you know, look the part or even sometimes don't look the part and really, like, do something. We had a guy who was – I don't want to disrespect him, but he he's not the tallest. He's not the biggest. But this dude can – when I tell you he was the best linebacker I've ever played with, like – he this dude was his name's um Jake Hernandez, bro. nice. He's he was trying to go pro too. I'm not sure what the update with him is right now. But when you see guys like that you're playing with, you're like, okay, there are some dudes here. They might not look like it, but there's some dudes in this league for sure in this conference. And um, yeah, even you said we're in the good conference. We're actually moving to um the frontier conference with like College of Idaho and um a couple of schools, Eastern Oregon, I think. But yeah, no, they're they're moving to another conference, so it's gonna get even harder. And it's in the cold instead of hot Arizona, you know? So, but, you know, you definitely see guys like when we played Morningside, you said you talked to their quarterback. That was a great team. I, we played Kaiser the year before, two years before that, they're a great team. Um, we went and played. Uh, can't even think of the name right now. Uh, we played the D2 in Colorado, uh, Fort, Fort Lewis, I think. Yeah. We played Fort Lewis and they were, they were like, it's playing D2. You like think, okay, this is, big times NCAA, I and mean, there's not much difference. And I was like, okay, it's deceiving, but it there really is not much of a difference. I think the only big difference between levels is probably uh, resources, number one. <laughs> um, so like facility, like getting bigger, getting stronger, it's easier to do that at a higher level when they have the money to do it. When you go to a small school like Arizona Christian, it's harder because they don't have the funds that a big school like Bama has or a big school like Clemson has. But so it's like, you got to really work for your stuff. And sometimes it's going to be on you. But you can tell those guys out there who really put that work in, Like, it shows. Well, you know,
0: and you brought up, you know, the comparison to different levels. You know, the thing NAIA NAI has over D3 is D3 doesn't give athletic scholarships. NAIA does. And sometimes right. that can be a deciding factor. And you talked about being on level with some D2 schools. You brought up Kaiser. Kaiser played Butler, which is a D one program this year and only lost to him by five points. So anybody who's like, oh, NAI would get, you know, stomped by any D one school. Well, no, they wouldn't. I mean, that is Butler's a D one FCS program and only beat Kaiser by five. So I got to ask you, if you could talk to someone who doesn't know anything about NAI football, or maybe they have this preconceived notion that it's just bad football. What Mm. would
1: you want those people to know about the NAI? I I tell all the recruits that come talk to me, I tell them, I'm like, you're going to, you're going to have to make this level what it is. Like, if you want to get known, you got to make that, you got to put that work in. It's not one of these schools where you just get, oh, I'm on the team, so there people are going to see me. I'm like, we don't play on TV. People got to sign, look for us, log in, stream the website. They have to try to watch us. I'm like, so it's, it's harder to get noticed. And that's one of the biggest things. So I tell them, like, you have to make... You're, you have to make it what it what what you want it to be like if you take it for granted like this is nothing I don't really care and then get mad when you're not getting phone calls talking about oh we want you we want to take a look at you we want to see you at this pro table well, if you're not getting those calls but you didn't put the work in you can't get mad even yourself but it can happen I like we had a guy who plays on the Arizona Rattlers we have guys playing in the GFL right now we have me trying to go pro like there's there's definitely the the levels like it, the competitions there. Like I had guys in the FCS bowl. There was about like twelve other, or there was about twelve guys from NAI there, and I was like, and they all were good. And I was like, okay, so we do got some good guys here. It's just you have to make it known. You have to put in the work and get yourself out there, which is hard, a lot harder than a bigger school, but you have to do that.
0: You know, and you brought up the FCS bowl. You got the honor and privilege of participating in that. We've had a lot of guys on the show who got to you know participate in that. And a lot of d two guys, I mean, bigger name schools, d one guys as well. So talk about what your experience was like there, and you know, how reassuring it was to go up against d one, d two guys and be able to look just as good, if not better. did that give you a confidence boost as you continue throughout this, you know pro journey?
1: for sure. no, for sure. um, playing that game was kind of it is eye opener in a couple of different ways, actually. So first off, it shows me that, one, I'm capable of playing at that level. I just need to be around it more, which obviously the the big, the big big difference with NAIA or NCAA football are the O-line. And when I'm going against guys that I'm bigger than in NAIA and then I go against guys who are 6'6", 340 across the board, I'm like, okay, this is, that's different, you know what I mean? But that's that was really the only big difference is getting used to going against that every play. And like throughout those three days, I got better and better and better because I was constantly going against it. You know what I mean? It's like when you don't, when you don't see that, like, you don't, you barely see that in an If you see a guy that big, he's either just out there because he's a big dude or he messed up somewhere like I did with grades and he's playing in football now, but like, you don't know unless you're doing it. And but at that level, you're seeing across the board, everyone's big. So being around that, like I said, I got better. Um, You see, there's actual, we, we compete with that level number two and, the, and three it was definitely a confidence booster. It shows me, That I can do it. So,
0: you know, and like we talked about, you're a 2023 NFL draft prospect. And, you know, you've told us about your journey and, you know, going from rugby and being a tight end to now a pro prospect as really a defensive weapon. So, talk about when you, you know, made it official, like, hey, I'm going to go for this, I'm going to do it. What were the emotions like when you realized, like, holy cow, in like three months, I could be a professional football player?
1: It honestly didn't hit until that game that FCS game is when it really hit me. I was like, cause I'm like, yeah, it's a cool thought. Cool thought. I would love to do it. I'm like, I'm, I love football when you pay for it. I want to be around it for the rest of my life. Like, I was like playing a game and seeing all the scouts and playing NFL rules. It's just like, it's kind of like, okay, this, this might actually happen soon. Like this is going to happen. Like I'm, I'm, I'm this close, like all the years of, being told you can't do this. You're not big enough. You're not fast enough. I sound like that Ray Lewis opening to Madden right now. But, (laughs) like, I really was all those things. Like, I was always looked at. You're not – I was never one of the best guys in high school. I was never one of the best guys in JUCO. But I started really flipping the script when I got to Arizona Christian because I told myself, I'm like, you want to get known, you got to play the here, And I did, and it's showing.
0: You know, and we've talked about how you're kind of a defensive specialist. You have the ability to play, you know, hand in the dirt, pass rusher you have the size and speed to play outside linebacker and do a you know number of different things so you know this year's draft class there's a lot of really talented defensive players in this year's draft class you know a lot of guys who are pass rush specialists so in your own words you know what separates you
1: from other some of these other draft prospects I think my drive honestly that's my biggest thing in my drive because like if someone's looked at as better than me i'm gonna figure out a way to beat them out or just stay on their heels until they mess up and i'm taking their spot it's one or the other It's either i'm gonna beat you completely or if not i'm gonna watch everything you're doing everything you're messing up hey, i'm gonna do better than you in that <laughs> and win out eventually you know what i mean it's like like i say when you go through all these steps of life like i said i wasn't good i was not a starter right away in high school I was not a starter right away in juco I was not a starter right away in ACU, I didn't win all these accolades. I was never the biggest, never the strongest, never the fastest. I have to grind every single time, no matter the level I've been at. And even going to the FCS Bowl, I was grinding because I was looked at. I was just an AI guy. Like, it's I think when a team sees that my drive to be great at what I'm doing is what it is, I just need to be around it and have the right tools to perfect my craft. I can make it, I can get it done, no matter what you want me to do.
0: You know, we've talked about the versatility you bring, you know, and a lot of scouts are going to have, you know, words that they use to describe the way guys play the game of football. But if you could, in your own words, describe the way you play the game of football, how would you describe it?
1: Fast and just fast, fast, fast. <laughs> like I I think I love the fact that I won't quit on a play until you hear the whistle. That's one of the things I pride myself in. I was like, I, I love, I love getting I love contact. I love being able to hock somebody down and catch them. I love being aggressive. I don't, I'm not a trash talker, so I have fun out there. Like when we played Morningside, I was going against their big uh tackle, and I was trying to put put him on the ground, but he wouldn't budge. And I'm laughing. He's laughing too. And I was like, this is hilarious. Like, you know what I mean? Like I have fun with it. Or just like I just I love being just faster and then if i'm not i'm gonna figure out how to beat you with that and i'm gonna get you something else and then come beat you with that again like it's just i love being just high motored and fast it's just that's my thing you know and one thing that a lot of people don't understand is when you want to play
0: professional sports particularly the game of football where so many guys want to play and roster spots are so limited your off the field character can make or break your career before it even starts mm-hmm. so you know if you could, if one of these NFL teams takes a shot on you
1: and they bring you in, what are they getting from you as a person? They're getting the the best of me I can show them. Honestly, I'm I'm so just straightforward. You can check my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. I don't I don't use Facebook in years, and it's still i I've, I've been I've been trained to kind of show my full self, but not too much. You know what I mean? To where if my grandma looked at my page, (laughs) how would she feel? Would she see me or see a person she's never seen before? You know what I mean? Or like, if I get a, if I go get a job one day and I get a job interview, like, oh, we checked your thing. Why is this on that? You're not going to have those questions. Like you can ask all my coaches. He's a great leader. He's a great teammate. He's honest. He's straight up. He's not, he's not going to be wishy-washy towards you. Like, I just, I don't like to brag about myself, but like, I hate talking about myself, but like, it's, that's, that's what I kind of stand for. I just want to be as authentic as possible. I want to be so straightforward. You don't have any questions about who I am and by really being this genuine or whatever it is. And I've always, that was one of the things I always Say like You have a great character. You have a great character. People love, always, in games, coaches always come tell me that you have a great character. So,
0: You know, and you talked about, you know, earlier on your grandpa, your coach, who's like an uncle to you. You've talked a little bit about your support system and to get where you've gotten to in your life, the journey that you've had to go through to be in a spot where you're looking to play professional football. It takes a large support system to be able to help you. So can you talk a little bit about the support system you have in place and how much those people have meant to you on this journey?
1: Yeah, no, it, it definitely takes a village for sure. That that phrase that takes a village is definitely true. there's people that i think i i stay by this i think there's people that come into your life they're they're meant to show something to you or they're meant to help you get somewhere you know what i mean and i feel like if you bring if you keep those people around you that say they want the best for you but kind of just looking out for themselves it's going to hurt you in the long run even though you think it's it's hard to suffer but i think it's it's big and like my siblings have been the biggest drive for me to do what I need to do. Like I grow I I, I, I talk on hours and hours on this, but like me and my me and my brother and sister, they're like my full brother and sister, we, we're like this. It's us three against the world. Like it it's always been like that. And then like I said, my coach was there. My grandpa had that he played basketball and he coached basketball. So he's he ingrained in me, you're on time, you're late. So, it'd be always be early, blah blah, 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 all those kind of things. Pack your stuff. Or, like, my coach tells me, he's like, pack your stuff by the door the night before the game so you don't leave it. And I was like, just all those kind of things. And then I, I have my girlfriend now who's obviously showing she's right or die with being around me through these hard times. Help me pay for food, help me pay for training, help me pay for gym memberships, all that stuff. My grandma's been helping me pay for rent. Like, it's just, it takes everyone. My mom and dad have been there trying to help me out. It's just, it's just, there's a whole like line of just support people with Like it's sometimes it, I feel bad because I can't show everybody how much they really did for me, but it's like, if you, if you know, you did, you put input on somebody, they should, you should, it should show, you know what I mean? You know, and people hear this, you know, and they hear, you know,
0: all the help that you've received in order to be able to get to where you are today, you know, and eating the canned green beans and having the D one offer pulled, you know, and people a lot of times would look at that and go, why, like, why, why not just stop and go get a job, you know, a nine to five and, you know, just pay bills. Why Why keep going? Why keep grinding? And so if you could tell people why, why, what is your why?
1: Um. So in the, in all those like hard, tough times, um, my faith has really been a big thing for me. Like I, I used to ask God, why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me? And the older I got, the more, just looking at life differently. I'm like, there's a reason why I'm going through all these tough times, because there's something greater than like I'm. I got been I got I was a fifth quarter kid in freshman year. I had my high school coach and from varsity tell like, you want to be a UNLV recruit, you don't want him. You want this guy instead. I went and tell him I got to do. I, I'm gonna play JUCO, playing linebacker. You can't play in space. I get to get to uh acu and i make a big hit they're like that's not acu football you're not going to be able to do that here i have to switch position. in the end there's this i oh, i i got lost my scholarship i had to go work i couldn't eat food i could there's, some, there's been so many things where i'm like this is all for something greater in the future and i tell everyone i'm like if you can remember that everything happens for a reason you're gonna see why you're going through those tough times but it's it takes drive. It take you have to you have to have faith in yourself that you can do it. You have to know that these those rough things are worth all of that at the end, and you got to realize that you're not gonna be able to do it by yourself. So yeah
0: you talk <laughs> about not being able to do it by yourself and you know you have played a lot of football at a lot of levels and you know football is a team sport. and so you've gotten to play alongside some really incredible players. So who are some names that maybe people don't know? That we need to we need to go familiarize ourselves with because they've got some serious talent.
1: Oh, um, that friend I was talking about in the LF, uh, Dominique Shelton. That's actually that coach's son. <laughs> so me and him are like like brothers, damn near. Um, he he's a big one. Um, I play with a guy at Arizona Christian. He plays receiver in the GFL right now. Um, his name is John Cole. He's like that. Um, that guy who I played JUCO with and high school ball with and now ACU, Jordan Francis, he plays safety. He's like that. Um I have another guy, Deion Horton, he's my roommate. Now he's at uh New Mexico Highlands. They're starting nickel, I think. Um another one at Highlands Corner, Mitchell Jackson. All these guys I played with over the years, I and mean, like they all got that that thing, like they got that dog in them. Um another name, Jake Hernandez linebacker I was telling you about. But it's a long list,
0: <laughs> you know. And you talked about the FCS bowl. A lot of people don't understand all of the all-star opportunities that are available to draft prospects. So, do you have any of the other bowls on your, you know, on your radar, or are you now switching gears and going more pro day prep?
1: Um, I have one more uh, bowl game. I'm for sure going to be in. I was trying to get into the uh, the FBS the the Tropical Bowl with the FBS game. Fortunately I didn't get into that one, but I have the um the podium game in I think next week actually. Yeah, next weekend. Um going out to Miami and playing in that game. And then then it's trying to get the pro days, working, focus on trying to get a faster forward trying to heal up so I can be able to do everything correctly. And you know, so one more and then i will just focus on trying to get those.
0: You know, and the FCS bowl and the podium bowl are great opportunities to get your name in front of a a large foray, not just NFL, but European, USFL, XFL. So have you had, you know, conversations yet? Where are teams seeing you? We talked about you're just a defensive weapon. Have teams told you like, hey, you you could be a pass rush nightmare or, hey, we want to move you to the middle and have you play middle linebacker? Have you heard yet where you may fit
1: at the next level? It's kind of like I haven't had too many conversations like that specifically, but um. I know at the FCS, at the FCS Bowl, um, the team, uh, the Northern Arizona Wranglers from, uh, from the I- IFL, they came to see me. Um, they got in contact with my agent, so the head coach came in the game. We had my conversation about how everything works, and he was like, you can do good, and we might have you guys asking on this team. Um, I'm on that Euro players website, so I talked to some teams on there. Um, but, yeah, I, it's, it's mostly just like one thing. I have more film on pass rushing. Then I do a linebacker, so probably people are going to want me more on the edge. Um, the trainer I'm working with, Bertrand Barry from the Cardinals, um, he told me he thinks I'm a better pass rusher than linebacker. He's like, you definitely do both. And he was like, I made the mistake not going to the DN right away. I was I was, I was stubborn with linebacker. And he was like, it's it's more fun. It's less thinking. You pay more money if you go to you put if you play on the edge. So I was like, cool. You know, and
0: on this show, we love to give advice to high school athletes. You know, you're in the unique position. You've you've been all over playing this game. So I, I want to start by having you, you know, give advice to a kid who things aren't going the way they thought they would. You know, maybe a coach came to him and said, hey, we're going to switch your position. Maybe no coaches have come and they're not getting looks or offers or the offers they are getting are just not ones they wanted. So what would you tell a kid who's in a situation like that?
1: I... I, I, I've done a couple of football camps for high schools um, and I tell all the kids the same thing. I'm telling them like, number one, if you don't have any offers and you're a senior, it's not the end of the world. I said, I had zero coming out of high school. I didn't have a single offer except the one coach hit me up talking about, what are you doing with football? And I almost quit for good. Um, and then I would tell them like, Juco is not a bad thing, <laughs> especially the press report are going on. You're not going to get the looks you need from college from base schools if you do not go juco just because unless you're like a four or five star kid it's going to be a lot harder for you and like i said the good thing about juco is when you're saving money instead of doing a preferred walk-on um if you do it in your state at least i know for california is how it works um and then two you're going to like i said you're going to levels of d1 d2 d3 naia guys who just want the jersey you're going against all of those levels and it's like it's it's really eye-opening so i tell everyone juco is not a bad thing it shows you who really love football you're good at football and you don't have to waste a bunch of money doing it and then also if they don't want to go to juco they want to go to small school instead i'm like you have to like i said earlier you have to make a name for yourself there because it's a small school like my trainer was telling me he was like you can have he said what are your stats i told him my stats he was like if a guy from alabama had the same stats as you he's gonna get a look at before you just because the name and was and that sucks because you can be just as good as these guys. It's just that's what happens. So I told him like you have you have little respect coming out of NAI or small schools over than a big school. And so I was telling her, I'm like, don't knock the level you're at. <laughs> Accept it. Dominate your level the best way you can, and make your name for yourself and get put out there. Um, but and and if you really love it, there's a place for you to play for sure.
0: You know, and I want to have you give a piece of non-football advice. You brought up earlier academics, and a lot of folks don't understand that without the grades, the game doesn't matter. You know, and, you know, some guys, they you know, they have that attitude of, I'm really good. It won't matter. So if you could talk to a kid who maybe is a really good football player but really could care less about the classroom, what would you want that athlete to know about
1: why they're a student athlete first? If you don't figure it out sooner or later, you're gonna face the consequences. I promise you. Like when I because every when growing up, you always hear uh, when you get to college, you're playing football. Everyone's gonna be doing your classes for you. You don't need to worry about this. You don't worry about that. It's not like that. <laughs> I promise you it's not like that. Even the guys at the big schools, they gotta go to class too. And it's like it's it, it it's really important. I didn't I didn't take it as important. I wish I did. I'm ha- like. At the end of the day, I'm happy because I've met a lot of great people taking the path I've I've made, and I've done a lot of good things on the path I've taken. But football-wise, I wish I would have did better in school so I can go to D1, right? You know, everyone wants to go D1 route, but you need to focus on school. School uh-huh. is the most important thing, and I, I hate school with a passion, but I just finished school. I'm done with college. I'm about to get my degree soon, so I, I made it happen some way.
0: So, last question. And I know you told us earlier you hate talking about yourself, but at the end of the day, you are the pro prospect. So I have yes. to end the episode by asking you. You know, we we've heard what you bring on the field. We've heard the type of person you are off the field. But at the end of the day, why should a pro team take a shot on Jalen Mitchell?
1: It's worth it. I promise you, it's worth it. I'm, I'm I'm gonna be the best person. I'm gonna be whatever you need me to be. I'll be whatever kind of teammate you need me to be. You need me be a leader? I can be a leader. You need me to step back and be a follower for a little bit? I can do that. You need me to play linebacker? Do that. You need to play DN? I can do that. You need me to do something else? Teach me, and I'll do it. It's just, it's what it is. It is what it is? I'm gonna. I'm a workhorse. I'm I work to get whatever goal I need to get done. And it, like I said, it's up to God. God has a plan for me, and whatever happens, is gonna happen.
0: Jalen, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, man. I can't wait to see you know, where the journey takes you and where you land. But thank you so much for coming on today, man. Appreciate you having me. For sure, man. And folks, that was 2023 NFL draft prospect, Arizona Christian University defensive weapon, Jalen Mitchell. We still don't have a position for him yet. We'll let the pro teams figure that out. But that's all we got for you guys this time. Like I always tell you guys, rate, subscribe, and review to the podcast. But until next time, we'll see you guys later. Have a good one.